Hi. Hi. Ooh, you beat me on that one. Yeah, we were a little off, but we're doing great. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I am here with Danielle from Brands by Bravo. <laughs> yeah. And... Who's been majorly slacking on her Instagram game, but is trying. I think you're doing a good job. I feel like I'm surprised at how much you're outputting lately. Well, the stories are easier to post. Then I feel like actual like grid posts is where I feel like I used to post like every day and I've been slacking a bit on like news and updates. So more from what I was doing, but I'm I'm trying to stick with it. I'm behind on the show. So then it makes it harder to like find stuff to post. Yeah, I am behind on new Roni. I went out to Long Island this weekend to uh, be with my sister and I um, was driving on... One of those roads, like the highway is like way out in Long Island, like in Suffolk County, <laughs> you know, Suffolk County so far. That's where so far. Uh, <laughs> so I was out there and it said Zarin Fabrics has adopted this highway. And I was like, Jill Zarin is everywhere. Bravo is all things. Do we think Jill is still like involved with the Zarin Fabric? Can't imagine she'd not be, but like maybe not. But I mean, it just seems like as I was driving by, I could just hear Jill be like, you know what we need to do, Bobby? Adopt a highway. Because everyone goes out to the Hamptons and they're driving. You see all these signs and then you hear Saren Fabrics and then all the designers. Everybody's going to know. I would love to know when they adopted that highway. Like, But yeah, I wonder if she's because she's got her own line with Jill, I mean, and her daughter. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could see her being like on the board or something of Zarin Fabrics, but not like date. She, I don't think she's involved in any day to day operations. I mean, during the show, she said she was working there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine there Bobby also being the only one involved. Like he might have had brothers, other family members, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. And Bobby maybe. had other kids, too. True. Yeah, he did. Which we didn't find out till like much later, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, there was the bully, the the one that got bullied. Yes, yes. <laughs> that we we. And then wasn't there one who was sick also? Who? Yes, yes. And then speaking of new Roni, I'm only behind one episode. Same, but I just love it. I love like, okay. I love the low stakes drama, and I really like how there's no teams and they're all just like their own individual people, and there's no you know like this half of the group is against this half of the group and i just think they did a great job on casting and i'm enjoying it very much some i saw a meme somewhere that was like everyone's testing aaron and eventually she's going to go off and i'm like oh i do want to see aaron activated they're like because it's like we haven't seen her activated yet no we haven't seen uba get much in the mix yet either she hasn't gone full new york Mm -hmm. like i feel like when I get mad, I get like so New York. <laughs> well, she almost did with that Tribeca comment because that was yeah. just hilarious. I have to say, so the the comment was that Jessel says that Tribeca is really up and coming. And the way she lost it, I also lost it. And my friend who like I was talking to, she also lived in New York for a very long time. But I was just like, no, I like... I might write, and I realize it's ridiculous to be this mad, but I'm also like, 
you can't live here and say that. <laughs> no, anything below 14th Street has been an established neighborhood for like a really long time. And I actually was in New York City Friday for the first time, probably in actual New York City, not like Queens, mm-hmm. in probably a year. And oh, wow. it was amazing. And it was like, I'm physically I'm not in good shape at all right now, but I walk like 20 blocks and it was like the most glorious, beautiful night. And I was like, I need oh. to move back here. Oh my God, I miss it. And yeah, it was yeah. amazing. The weather in New York this weekend was phenomenal. It definitely yeah. was like, I, I almost moved to Long Island. I was in Greenport and I was like, oh my God, this is great. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And also like I got out at Penn and I was like, oh my God, there's so many people. Cause I feel like I've basically for like a few months been living like uh pre like during COVID times, almost like yeah. not leaving my like house and definitely not going a newborn to baby. <laughs> yeah, being super pregnant into newborn, you don't go up any places that are super crowded. So it was like uh, whoa, this is a lot of people in here. Also, they redid Penn and like I've been going to Penn Station. So I was like mm-hmm. an infant and I'm like, where are the stairs I normally go out of? And it was, it's confusing me. And yeah, somebody that. warned me. They were like, when you go to Penn next. And I was like, trick question, hotshot. I'm never going back to Penn if I don't have to. Penn is the Penn. depths of hell. And I've spent more miserable hours in that place than I ever want to. See, I was not a huge fan of high school. And uh, when I go to Penn Station, it is like an impromptu high school reunion because most of my high school compatriots are still on the island commuting back and forth like our parents did and it is my nightmare (laughs) yeah i'm just like i don't want to see these people (laughs) yeah penn is penn station is a horrifying place but on to this episode which is episode 11 yes yes and it starts out so awkward um I have no words for this opening because it went on for so long. It was an uncomfortably long time. So there's two things happening. At first, it's just Ramona waiting to get uh, to like set up a romantic time with Mario. And so she's like putting rose petals all over the floor. Is she in a hotel? I think she's in a hotel. Pretty positive because I didn't realize that at first. And then he like walked like the way the door looked. I was like, that's a hotel door. Right? I was like, why is there an evacuation plan on her apartment door? <laughs> um, so she's getting this hotel all ready and all sexy looking. And she's in, like, a silk nightgown. And then we, like, she basically, like, sits down and is just waiting for him. And so it's like, okay. It kind of gives you the idea that, like, maybe Mario doesn't show up. And then you cut to Alex and Simon and their reunion is like just such a juxtaposition because he's like cooking for her he bought her gifts of sexy lingerie that he wants her to put on and he's like oh you're so hot like he's making up songs about how great it is to have sex with her (laughs) and it's like it's just such nerd love that i have to kind of love it (laughs) yeah my favorite thing and this is such a silly little thing was like he like smacked her ass and then she smacked his back and the amount of times per day that that happens in our household is just like like i just feel like that's a very like coupley thing to do and and it was just very cute but also gross because they gross me out because i don't want to know about anyone's sex they are literally the saturday night live lovers sketch like they are just so 
hot for one another in an uncomfortable way but then you go back and mario arrives and he's just like oh great like he is more nervous than excited i wonder do we think ramona told him like okay we're gonna film this or did he not know what it was because i always i that's in the back of my head a little bit that he knew you know i'm even shocked ramona would want to film something like this with him he runs a christian faith jewelry company yeah and she's like oiling him up she takes his shirt off and she's like I never give you massages, so I'm going to give you a massage. And she's just like, ooh, you're so sexy with your six-pack. It's just I mean, like... He did look good, which I hate myself for thinking. He is a very attractive man of a certain age. And, but, like, it is very awkward very quickly. And it just doesn't seem like... It's, like I said, it's day and night. Like, you've got Alex and Simon who genuinely seem to want to, like go at it with each other and like mario and ramona seem like they are auditioning for corky from like um that christopher guest movie why am i forgetting best and not best in show i'm waiting for guffman it feels like theater (laughs) like they're just like "Ooh, you are hot yes this whole scene was like five (laughs) minutes maybe even six and it was just so long and it just was things they did not like, I appreciate them showing women having sexuality, but it's like Whitney in Salt Lake City, like I just, or anytime they're in the bathtub together, just anything like that, I don't want to see. And it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, I feel for those camera operators because Ugh. it's bad for me. I literally wrote in my notes, I picked the wrong time to take a cheese break because I was eating. I was like, this is really creeping me out. Were you having your night cheese? I was, I was snacking on my night cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, too much. Too much. So then uh, we get the antithesis of sexy. We get Cindy with her brother talking about lawyers um the fact that her whole scene was her just trying to show photos from the morocco trip so painful. shows you how uninteresting she is but then the most hilarious thing ever we find out is that <laughs> is that they're looking at the pictures of them on the camels and her brother is like where are you in these photos Sonia took the photos and Sonia purposefully cropped Cindy out of the photos. So it's like she wasn't even there. And then they go to a little moment where Sonia's like, yeah, I'd do it and I'd do it again, basically, to admit she did it on purpose. She's just like, she thinks that I'm inching her out. Watch it. Watch me. Like, it was beautiful. It was petty. It was everything you want from a housewife. It was like, yep. You, it was so funny. You're going to accuse me of being this person? I'm going to be this person. Like, she's literally looking at all these phones. She's like, oh, there's Jill again. And there's like, but also like, it was like five minutes of them even trying to figure out how to swipe through these photos. And I was like, I cannot even believe this was the most interesting scene of Cindy. But it was because then we got to find out about Sony being devious and doing that, which I just thought was so funny. It was also like so of the time because they were like, wow, I can't believe all these em- these photos came through email so quickly. I was just like, mm-hmm. Cindy, I've got news from, you- from the future. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be on your phone. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's very 
ridiculous. But then we go to Sonia's dermatologist with Ramona. And this is Lucy, right? Is this the first time that we see Sonia's like famous BFF dermatologist who like is a gossip queen? Maybe. I think so. I don't remember seeing her beforehand. Well, I was excited to see her. And they kind of. Oh, there's a funny part where the guy who owns the skincare clinic, uh, Sonia, of course, dated and they met in a trampoline class, which I was just like. God, what a meet cute. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I really hope that Sonia Morgan writes an autobiography because I'm I'm first in line. I hope it comes with a toaster. I mean, the thing forever with selling it is like so often you're just like, these things can't be true. And then they really tend to be, which is yeah crazy. Oh, I did start Crappy Lake. Uh-huh. And I think it's, can I just say like Luann has not aged in a no. way that doesn't look like she had plastic surgery. And I am just blown away by how hot she is from this to that. I mean, she literally, she, she's outstanding. So Sonia, but you can tell Sonia's like had a bunch of stuff done. Luann looks the same. Um, Danielle Schneider and Casey Wilson from bitch sesh were saying that they want her doctor's number. They were like, when we're ready, we want her number. And I forgot who they had on, who was basically like, I hate to tell you this, but a lot of it's genes. <laughs> like, oh, it's 100%. Genetics. Like, I mean, she's probably had stuff done, but it's probably just genetics. But also, I also Garbage think Garbage World is great. Let me do a quick plug for Garbage World, their new venture, because Bitch Sess left Earwolf and now they're doing their own, like, little podcast world. It's so fun. Oh. Um, to me, the thing what makes her look so useful compared probably is I really think she's just probably done Botox and not the fillers. And sometimes that stuff can make you like age you in having that. Mm. Yeah. Is it I Kyle Richards too? Fillers. Yeah, I agree. I think the people who don't fuck with fillers, their skin stays a little bit tauter. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Back to. No, I mean, it's very important, but um. Sonia and Ramona sit down and they have a heart to heart about the bankruptcy and the news has just come out on the wall street journal and they're all kind of finding out about it. And I love that they, they got to Alex and Alex is just like, well, when we were on Morocco, I read the wall street journal article all about it, but I wasn't going to say anything. Yes. (laughs) And it was giving such like, um, LA Times, how many like LA Times articles have yeah. come out about the women? Like, I should have looked up, I meant to look up the article because I'd love to know Ooh, what yeah. the Wall Street Journal article said about it back then. Well, we find out she's $19 million in bankruptcy. And uh, Lou is like, now we see it's not just Ramona's bad influence that's causing this bizarre behavior from Sonia. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't find her being super bizarre, but I feel like she was maybe bizarre doing stuff off camera that we didn't see. I think that Sonia's always a little bit of a nut, but I think that they've been, I think Lou was trying to cover her tracks that they had tried so hard all season to make her and Ramona seem like alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Yes, agree with that. Um. So then we have... 
uh, Jill and Bobby, and they are designing uh, a shirt for Bobby. And oh yes, <laughs> Jill's a menswear expert. She was a buyer. She knows everything. And the only like cute part about that is that she's just like, I'm gonna have them put my initial on there. So when people ask what that initial is, they can set you can say my wife, and then they'll be like, Ooh, he's taken. I can't yeah. have them. <laughs> so cute, so cute. And I think what I just love about them and Bobby is he's just like, whatever you want is fine. Like he's he must have been such an easygoing guy and probably a super easy person to love, it seems like. I think that he just loved who Jill was. Like he totally accepts her for who she is. Mm-hmm. And he's just like smitten with it almost. He's just yep. like, that's my Jill. She's gonna tell everybody what I need to do. And I think I have an opinion, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she jumped right in. And even when he was like, I kind of want this. She was like, no, you don't. You want this instead. And just got him to ch- change his mind. Yeah, because he wanted a pocket on the shirt. And she was like, no, you don't. You have a pocket in your suit. Like, you don't need that. Like, then you, you don't know it's tailored if you don't do that. Then it doesn't seem original. Anybody could buy a shirt with a pocket on it. But this shirt, no. This is this is custom. I've I've never even thought about that in my life of pocket, no pocket, nothing. No. So then we get, I really like this episode, I have to say, because it's like a potpourri of everybody's life. I love this entire episode so much. Together so much, but like everyone's vignettes are like so perfect because then we get Lou and Shock and I just... They're so cute together. I I'm can't. so sad that they did not. Do you remember why they didn't work out? I think there was both of them were poss- possibly cheating. We know that the pirate thing happened. Mm-hmm. He was kind of embarrassed, I think, about that. But then I also think that he may have met someone younger. I think he had wanted children, possibly. Maybe. They're so cute with their matching hairstyles and... They go to a French restaurant. Hairstyles, I can't with you. <laughs> they, they literally have the same haircut. They do. You're not wrong. But they're so, their chemistry is just off the charts. It's so sweet. And he's like, I missed you while you were in Morocco. And um, they cheers to making wine together. It's just like, I, I love, feel like their it's love the first time, also, probably in so long for Luann to like, have someone make her feel special like that? Like, yeah. not that I don't think her and her husband were in love at some point, but I think, yeah, no, he's, he's showering her with genuine care and affection. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. He's just like, oh, like I miss who you are. I love being out with you. Like all these things that he was just like, it was just sweet. It was a nice yeah. connection. So then we go to Jill's shapewear meeting. I have no memory of her having a shapewear line. The thing did, was... Did it ever become a shapewear line? I think so, but I think it was short-lived. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody wearing some Zarin tummy tuck things. Me, obviously, maybe not obviously, the original concept of my Instagram, Brands by Bravo, was because I was obsessed with like all the brands that all the different like people mm-hmm. made. And, like, my whole Instagram was just going to focus on that. And then, obviously, like, it veered off. And then I, I'm trapped with the name forever now. And I can't change it. <laughs> um, I'd love to change it, though. But it's fine. I'm stuck with it. But um, 
what was I going to say? That uh, this is one I've never heard of. I had no memory. No, of this. I didn't. And I what think was it's it called really... again? Oof, girl, no idea. It had a. I feel like a good name. I know that uh, she brings everybody together for feedback from it. So it's Cindy and Alex. Then Sonia comes in, and we get a confessional from Cindy. It was called Squeeze Couture. That's right. by Jill Zarin. Um. Though, oh my God! It still exists. Oh. I don't well, wear that stuff. So. Not that I don't. I can need view it. the collection. Well, it. okay. So the website is here, but I don't think I can order anything. LOL. Everything says coming soon. <laughs> well, maybe she's just breaking the internet like Sheree. And that's a store locator coming soon. Find a store. Oh. News coming soon. Our story. I wish I could see. Copyright 2011, Squeeze okay. Couture. So, yeah. Um, Maybe she should have listened to Alex's feedback about making the font bigger. You know how I know this is old? Because it says, like us on Facebook. Aww. Um, so, Cindy tells us that she's not going to mention Sonia's bankruptcy when Sonia walks in, but she just tells us she's in her confessional. And then, of course, my answer to that is, Cindy, that's why you're only a one season wonder. Like, you got to say something. But Mm -hmm. Jill, she comes right in and she's just like, you know, well, actually, Alex brings it up and she asks how she's doing. And Sonia's just like, it was an issue with business disputes. And Jill is just like, how do you not know you're $19 million in debt? How do you, I, how does that happen? This is wrong. Like, and like, just giving her a lot of unsolicited advice. Jill's like, I know lawyers. Everybody in my family's a lawyer. Like, I can get you a lawyer. Like, this, all this stuff. And like, Sonia is just like, this is not the time to talk about Sonia Morgan's finances. Which I love when she talks in third in mm-hmm. first, in third person. It was just like Sonia Morgan. Um, and uh, that's basically the go-between of that. Except for Alex, we, we know, critiques Jill for being this way to Sonia. And she's like, you know what I wanted to know about Sonia's case? How Sonia was doing with Sonia's case. And I was like, oh, you're a real one. Yeah. Well, we know that, though, about her. Yes. Um, because doesn't then she go to meet up with uh, Ramona? Oh. Oh, no. So first Lou comes in to the um, the focus group and they avoid each other. Kelly may or may not show up. Is Kelly uh, even in this episode? She I'm is. About it. There's like a segment coming up that she's Oh, like, yes. Right, the the right. little Christmas card segment with her daughter yeah but alex brings up to jill at the um thing when like so she's like we're all here and someone's like oh what about kelly and she's like she may or may not show up and like alex is like what about ramona and everyone's kind of like and she's like ramona lost me a million dollar deal with kodak i'm not she's too much of a loose trigger she's too much of a loose cannon i can't 
And so, of course, Alex meets up with Ramona immediately after and tells her. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that she would go and meet up with her. It still always shocks me that they got to a good place of friendship because it's just a right? thing I never would have thought would have happened between those two. And they both agree that they're the best at comforting. I thought that was really funny. They were like mm-hmm. talking about Sonia and they're like, we are really good at comforting people. So much better than Jill. Uh-huh. For sure. Which is which I agree with. Yeah, they're not wrong. Um, well, Ramona's not great at comforting. No. Um, well, you'd have to have feelings for that and that she does not. But the Kelly segment is just Kelly with her kids and some other person. I wrote question mark. I don't know who this person is. Maybe a photographer. But they're designing. I think it was a photographer. They're designing their family holiday card, and her child is the art director, and they're shooting with the dogs eating out of the dishwasher because that was her vision. And Kelly was like, "That's genius. I love it. She's a genius." And then, like, the kid gets power and is like totally sick with it. Smacks her sister, like, is screaming at her mother, and she's just like, "Kelly's like, hey, what?" I was like, "This is." A really nice insight into the chaos that is Kelly. I do like Mother Kelly, though. I do. That's her best. I don't like when... that her kid was hitting her other kid. No, don't love that. Don't love that. Um. Then there's Sonia and Ramona are talking about their daughters. And Quincy's in the fourth grade, which I was I like, could not oh. believe that. Now she's a college graduate. I know. I couldn't believe that was that long ago. I will forever be sad that we never got to see mom, Sonia. Yeah. Like, even when she was 18, I wish she would have been on the show. Just give me, like, one one scene, one phone call, something, you know? Because mm-hmm. I know how important, like, her daughter is in her life. And we just never, we never get that. And I feel like that's such a missing puzzle piece. It is. And they're talking about the situation with her bankruptcy and Jill. And like, even though they had an earlier scene for it, this is like where Sonia really opens up and she's like in her confessional, she's like, you know, she trusted the wrong people. She's buying time with this bankruptcy. She just doesn't want to lose her house. And the only way to describe it is that she's heartbroken. And Ramona's being actually quite a good friend and she's like you're gonna make it i know you're gonna make it and ramona might be a psychopath but when she actually cares about the person we've seen her be a good friend yeah it's annoying Ugh, i hate how like numerous times this season i've had to agree with ramona because i don't yeah. like to <laughs> but i've had to agree with her a few times this season and it's also really sad to like see Sonia emotional like that because it's not you know we normally see goofy funny lighthearted Sonia and clearly this is a really big deal it is it was it like um the Bravo docket did a good job of breaking it down but this it sounds like it was a really tough ordeal for Sonia she probably uh, felt like super alone with it too like like she said her husband she probably felt yeah super alone like in this lawsuit yeah. and just not having anyone to rely on and having to deal with it. So we leave them and go to the Gansvort where Lou 
Uh, oh, and Lou tells us that um, her friend opened the restaurant there. Or, oh, no, it was on Gansevoort, the street, I think. Anyway, um, she's with Alex, and they're having a sit-down to talk about what happened in Morocco. And they just go back and forth. This scene, this scene is everything I want in Housewives. Yes. And it's it's iconic. It's something mm-hmm. still quoted to this day. Of the and it's not just a one sentence too. It's two sentences because it's you came down in your Herman Munster shoes, and then Alex says, "They're, They're Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton," and she goes, "Well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes," and that just oh. unbelievable. And it's funny because I thought that was what like that was the conversation but they really go back and forth Mm -hmm. a bunch of times and they kind of keep reliving it over and over she's like you came down you were in between us and she's like you're not listening and like you're hysterical you drank too much like they basically just keep going after each other but then the the final blow is the herman mustard shoes and then it all boils down to you were bad you were bad you know what alex you know what happens to the messenger and like Lou delivers that line a few times thinking that it's gonna hit and it doesn't (laughs) she also like she does the thing that she knows will make Alex unable to say full sentences like she really interrupts her continually she doesn't let her speak and that just makes Alex like more and more flustered where I just feel like Alex can't make any point or get anything across no, she's completely sidelined. And as always, I feel bad because Alex tries. Mm-hmm. But it fails. <laughs> yeah. Per per usual, not not great. Not great at all. And that was the episode, but I have to say, man, it went down real easy. It was such a good episode. It really was. And you know, Luann, like is kind of surprising how much she's one of the more quotable housewives. Yes. Like you don't think that she would be, but there are so many Luann quotes. And then it's always amazing to me that there's some housewives that there's like no quotes from. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Tina Turner. Sorry. My dog just barked. Like can you think yeah. of like a Dorit quote? Dorit's been on for how many seasons? Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I guess that's as close, but that's more just, you know, what they named the dog. That's just a horrible dog name. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I think we've got a few more episodes of this season, which is something that I'm kind of like, wow, I can't believe there's still so much left. Yeah, there's no, like, massive, there's little qualms here and there, but there's no, like, massive storyline driving the entire season. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's it's there's little side fights that i'm here for but there's nothing that it's like oh we're going somewhere or we're gonna do something or someone's working towards something it doesn't feel like there's any goals for this season mm-hmm. um and like cindy tries to make it about her business like even at the beginning of cindy's scene they're like talking about lawyers and some boob and butt thing that they're doing but like it really doesn't make sense and it's very frazzled and i'm just like uh, i don't care yeah no she's truly one of the least interesting <laughs> housewives they've ever had 
Like I couldn't remember why I disliked her so much. And then in watching the season, I'm like, there it is. Every time she's on screen, I'm like, this is your whole scene. This is, this is it. This is what we're watching for you. Okay. She just didn't come to play. No, no. She came for her business. And I think, I think all the women could see right through it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they didn't even like want to engage with her. Speaking of people doing things for business and engaging, we didn't talk about Bethany and Rachel's interview. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Obviously, you did not listen. <laughs> I, I just didn't... have to say, listeners, I'm on Zoom with Danielle, and the way you rolled your eyes was so intense. <laughs> Every day, Bethany does something to make me dislike her more. Like, I can't believe how much I used to like her to now all of the things that she continually keeps doing. She even, I just saw someone posted, it was like a quick snippet of her podcast this week or yesterday, whatever. And she is retelling the story of Below Deck Down Under of what happened with the sexual assault. And she didn't even tell correctly. She literally, it's like you didn't even watch the episode because she starts going on about how the captain got involved and kicked him out. But where were the producers? And I was like, are you kidding me? See... I just think that Bethany's gotten to a level of delusion that happens with rich people that isn't good for a reality star. No, no, she shouldn't. I mean, there's nothing to come back to, but my God, like the, the, yeah, I'd say the most infuriating thing reading the notes of the Rachel Raquel interview is that so obvious why the PR team picked her because she didn't even watch the show. Mm-hmm. She's no understanding of anything. Yeah. And she wants to put nuance or basically have no nuance and just like categorize the whole cheat. Oh, well they all cheated. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? Like I can't yeah. even believe we're still having to defend why this situation is different than all the other times for other people and the differences to it and trying to make it seem like Rachel's a victim, which the number one thing that's most annoying is she wasn't putting any of the blame on Sandoval. I was about to who say, is like, the worst person in all of this. Like she made it seem like Ariana was the one that was distributing her FaceTime recording with Sandoval, which I don't believe to be true. No, I don't believe that. And the real like issue is, is that Sandoval did it without her knowing. But the problem that I was reading up about is that like California is a no record state, but New York, you can record without consent like conversation i don't know if like sexual interaction follows into that like that's the other thing it's like a very gray area but like she's not pressing charges against him which legal process is hard and if she decided to invest in her mental health instead all for it but she just goes after the girls on the show so hard and is like really doesn't talk at all about anything bad about tom from the notes that i i saw no i also could not listen to it but i really appreciate talk of shame i live for bravo like all face reality all of them did oh my god bravo by yeah all of them did such great recaps and god bless these instagram accounts because i could not but they were right there on top of it and um yeah and the the funniest was that she thinks that andy cohen broke hipaa violation by saying he was wondering if she was on medication because she wasn't very responsive 
which is I have no words for for thinking. (laughs) I think I posted about that. Like, girl, look up what HIPAA is. It has nothing to do with that. Like the whole the whole yeah, the whole thing. She just continued to mostly play the victim, didn't really seem apologetic or to truly grasp at what she did and she the fact that she thought Bravo would pay for her mental health facility, I mean Yeah. And claiming that she oh well the show is built on scandals and cheating and it's like did you not think of these people as real people did you only think of them as characters like yeah Stassi and jacks if you want to go back all the way season one Stassi and jacks were in like a real legit relationship prior to the show they were living together so just because cheating happened in the first season and that's what made it such good tv this was the real people Stassi was very upset about all of this like and like we're not famous an affair but apparently like allegedly she didn't know that he was married and like there was all this stuff like but stassi and brandy were not friends (laughs) yeah there's or sheena and brandy were not yeah there's so we don't we do not need to rehash it because i've seen it uh, yeah everyone keeps having the same argument and either you get it or you don't but i will say for the Bethany of it all and like our New York, New York perspective, I know she comes back in a couple of seasons and it'll be very interesting because it's just like, we really liked her. We really liked her. And it's just sad to see how kind of delusional she is. And it makes me sad because I really believed in Bethany's. This is a crisis. And I still do. I think I really do believe that she's helping people, but I think that what Carol Radswell actually said at the reunion is true, is that Bethany helps people to make herself feel better. And maybe that's why her and Jill were such good friends, because Jill's really quick to be Sonia's friend as soon as something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I fully that's agree all with that. she wants to talk about. And I feel like birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, you want to tell me that Bravo took advantage of Rachel? Um did you pay her to be on your podcast? You know what I think she did? My theory is that Bethany helped Rachel with her contract, getting out of her contract, because we know Bethany loves helping lawyers. Bethany got Rachel to sign on to her, like, reality TV star suit. And the other thing is, like, and this is just my theory, is that I think that she's going to hook her up with an iHeartRadio deal. Who in their right mind would listen to that girl on a podcast? She wants to do a podcast about self-help. She couldn't even do a... Remember, she couldn't even form a speech. Like, she is not the brightest And it's all about helping the other woman. And she wants to get people to help the other woman. Oh, my God. People will listen to the first episode, and that's it. Like, it's not that people who cheat should be cast aside i don't believe that at all i think that there's absolutely a tough conundrum with it and there's a lot of things to go along with that but are they the people that we need to be helping right now no <laughs> like it's literally on fire <laughs> like you want to come back and do something good <laughs> like maybe talk about how to love yourself because if you love yourself you probably wouldn't be interfering with a couple's life like that yeah Hot and then take, also, I did know. you see, by the way, some paparazzi photos appeared of her like a few days later by the pool? No. Yep. Was it in LA? Because they just happened to, no, in Arizona. Because there's so oh. many paparazzi in Arizona just watching you by the pool. Oh, 
another thing real quick because I know you don't want to talk about this forever but (laughs) I um don't believe that Bravo took away any mental health care for her I tried to like put this on a on one of the posts like I commented online that like there's usually someone on set for mental health there's usually a doctor on set for emergencies there's not one assigned to each cast member and all of the cast members were having difficulty with this reunion. My guess is, is that they were like, someone's going to be on set. But I don't think they took away mental health help from her because she talked to the paparazzi. Yeah, I agree. I can't. They, there's no way they have an individual therapist for each person. That would be 10 different therapists they'd have to bring in. So no, I think you're probably like, right. And, like, I know Sheena was having panic attacks. We saw Schwartz with the Xanax. Like, all of these people were very anxious that day. I don't think that there was any chance that they could have someone just dedicated to sitting into her trailer. I think maybe they suggested that she do that. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see them saying, like, hey, you need to do this. And her being like, okay, they're doing it for me. Yeah. But that's just not, I just can't imagine a television show. Like, I worked on Hot in Cleveland with Betty White. Betty White was in her 90s and she was like, literally, we were all like, we've got to just protect Betty at all costs. She (laughs) didn't even have her own doctor. Yeah. You know, like, and she's like the person, the human with like the highest Q score, you know, like the Q score is the score of how many people know you in different age demographics. And at a time, um, Betty White like was literally like the most recognizable human. Wow, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but she didn't get her own doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's one doctor know, per set. Like, I don't know what Bethany's that's not doing. How that works. It's not like yeah. ER is on your set. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I don't know what Bethany's doing. Um, but I think I don't Bethany's love it. Really trying to take down Bravo and. There was an interesting theory that it was because she felt duped about the Jill funeral. Um, Who knows? We'll see that coming up. But yeah, there's so much coming up, guys. I feel like everything still like draws back from Roni and it's such a pivotal show. And there's, you know, this season is thought to be like season four that we're on and we're recapping now is thought to be like not a great season but look at all the nuggets that we've had so far so many yeah so many many. it's it's not so bad (laughs) no it's not so keep listening watching with us we appreciate all the nice comments and everything yeah we love you guys and we'll be back next week Bye. bye